Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace. Once I get it in my imagination, once it becomes hope, I can guarantee you faith is going to bring physical manifestation to that hope. And now, here's Andrew. Welcome to our Wednesday's broadcast of the Gospel Truth. Today is my third week of teaching on the power of imagination. And I tell you, this has been powerful. This is a brand new book, first time we've ever offered it over television. And I also have DVDs and CDs. And I've covered a lot of material, a lot of material. And it's not that this is more important than other things, but it's more rare to hear somebody talking about an imagination in a positive way. And I've, I've gone through a lot of things that your imagination is where you conceive things. The Hebrew word that was translated imagination five times and translated frame and translated mind, Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3, that Hebrew word literally means conception. It's where you conceive things. And I've talked about that. I've talked about meditation, that meditation, the, the exact word that was translated meditate, in Psalms chapter 1, verse 2, was also translated imagine in Psalms chapter 2, verse 1. And so part of meditating in the Word day and night is imagining. You have to take the Word and not just receive the words, but you need to let those words paint a picture. And you need to focus on it. Give yourself wholly to it until it forms an image on the inside. And then as you think in that image, in your heart, that's the way it's going to be in your life. That is really powerful. So anyway, I've spent nearly two weeks talking about the power of imagination. And yesterday, what I began to start dealing with was the fact that if the imagination is this powerful, how come that when the Bible uses the word imagination, it's nearly always used in a negative way, talking about the negative power of your imagination, such as in Genesis chapter 6, verse 5, where the Lord said that the thoughts of the imagination of his heart was only evil continually. And on and on you could go. There's a lot of scriptures that use imagination in a negative way. In the New Testament, 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 5, I believe it is, says that the, well, verse 4 says, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds casting down of imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. And so that's using it in a negative way. If the imagination is so powerful, how come the Bible didn't talk about it in positive ways? And so yesterday what I read was in Romans chapter 8 and verse 24. It says, You are saved by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope for what a man seeth, what doth he yet hope for? And so hope is seeing something that you can't see. In other words, it's seeing it in your heart. It's using your imagination. And it finally dawned on me that when the Bible is talking about a positive imagination, it uses the word hope. Now that is powerful. And if you were to understand that, and if you could uh, put that word in there, imagination, every time you're talking about hope, I think it would, it would explain a lot of scriptures. For instance, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, 
THE EVIDENCE OF THINGS NOT SEEN. THAT VERSE MAKES IT VERY CLEAR THAT WHEN YOU'RE OPERATING IN HOPE, THEN YOU ARE LOOKING FOR THINGS THAT CAN'T BE SEEN, AND THAT IMAGINATION, BEING ABLE TO SEE THINGS WITH YOUR HEART THAT YOU CAN'T SEE WITH YOUR EYES, THAT'S WHAT MOTIVATES YOUR FAITH TO BEGIN TO START WORKING. AND I TALKED ABOUT THAT ON YESTERDAY'S PROGRAM. LET ME SHARE THIS WITH YOU OUT OF ROMANS CHAPTER 4, AND THIS IS TALKING ABOUT ABRAHAM, WHO IS A GREAT EXAMPLE OF FAITH. AND IT SAYS IN um, ROMANS CHAPTER 4 AND VERSE 18, IT SAYS, WHO AGAINST HOPE BELIEVED IN HOPE THAT HE MIGHT BECOME THE FATHER OF MANY NATIONS ACCORDING TO THAT WHICH WAS SPOKEN, SO SHALL THY SEED BE. MAN, THERE'S A LOT IN THAT ONE VERSE. THERE'S A LOT. I JUST HADN'T GOT TIME TO UNPACK IT ALL. BUT NOTICE AT THE END IT SAYS, IT WAS ACCORDING TO uh, THE WORD, SO SHALL I SEED BE. THAT WAS GOD'S PROMISE TO ABRAHAM. IF YOU CAN COUNT THE STARS IN THE SKY, OR IF YOU CAN NUMBER THE GRAINS OF SAND ON THE SEASHORE, SO SHALL YOUR SEED BE. AND SO HE HAD A WORD FROM GOD, AND HIS HOPE WAS ANCHORED IN THE WORD. FAITH COMES BY HEARING, HEARING BY THE WORD OF GOD. AND HOPE IS THE FIRST STEP, THE FIRST STAGE TO FAITH. THAT'S WHAT I WAS SHARING ON MY PROGRAM YESTERDAY. SO IT SAYS THAT ABRAHAM, AGAINST HOPE, HE BELIEVED IN HOPE. WHAT IS THIS TALKING ABOUT? FOR THOSE OF YOU AREN'T FAMILIAR, IN THE OLD TESTAMENT, GOD CALLED ABRAHAM AND HIS WIFE SARAH TO GO OUT AND INHERIT THE LAND THAT WE NOW KNOW AS ISRAEL, AND HE PROMISED THEM THAT THEY WOULD HAVE CHILDREN AND THAT THEIR SEED WOULD BE SO NUMEROUS IT'D BE LIKE THE STARS IN THE SKY OR THE GRAINS OF SAND ON THE SEASHORE. AND IT TOOK 26 YEARS FROM THE TIME THAT GOD GAVE HIM THAT PROMISE UNTIL IT CAME TO PASS. AND IT HAPPENED WHEN ABRAHAM WAS 100 YEARS OLD AND HIS WIFE SARAH WAS 91. HE WAS NINE YEARS OLDER THAN HER. WHEN THEY GOT THE PROMISE THAT FINALLY AN ANGEL APPEARED UNTO HIM AND SAID, THIS YEAR, THIS NEXT YEAR, ACCORDING TO THE TIME OF LIFE, YOU WILL GIVE BIRTH TO A SON. THAT HAPPENED WHEN ABRAHAM WAS 99 YEARS OLD AND SARAH WAS 90. AND it, THE SCRIPTURE SAYS IT HAD CEASED TO BE WITH HER AFTER THE MANNER OF WOMEN. SHE HAD BEEN THROUGH MENOPAUSE. IT WAS IMPOSSIBLE FOR HER TO HAVE CHILDREN AT 91 YEARS OF AGE. NOW LET ME JUST ASK YOU, IF YOU HAD BEEN STANDING AND BELIEVING FOR A CHILD FOR YOUR WHOLE LIFE AND YOUR WIFE HAD NEVER BEEN ABLE TO HAVE A CHILD, AND THEN GOD TOLD YOU THAT IN THE NEXT YEAR'S TIME, YOU KNOW, IN NINE MONTHS PERIOD OF TIME, YOU WERE GOING TO HAVE A CHILD. WHAT WOULD YOU THINK? WHAT WOULD YOU DO? I CAN GUARANTEE YOU, MOST OF US, OUR HEART ISN'T STAYED UPON GOD. OUR IMAGINATION, WE LET IT RUN WILD. AND YOU KNOW WHAT MOST PEOPLE WOULD DO? THEY WOULD START GOING LIKE TODAY. THEY WOULD GO ON THE INTERNET, AND THEY WOULD TRY AND SEARCH OUT. ALL RIGHT, WHAT'S THE OLDEST THAT A PERSON HAS EVER BEEN WHEN THEY GAVE BIRTH TO A CHILD? AND THEY WOULD TRY AND SEE, YOU KNOW, uh, IS THIS EVEN POSSIBLE? THEN THEY MIGHT GO TO THE DOCTOR AND GET CHECKED OUT. YOU KNOW, SHE'S ALREADY BEEN THROUGH MENOPAUSE, BUT IS IT POSSIBLE FOR A WOMAN WHO'S ALREADY CEASED TO BE WITH HER AFTER THE MANNER OF WOMEN TO HAVE A CHILD? YOU'D GO TO THE DOCTOR. YOU'D GO GET THE MAN TESTED. AM I ABLE TO HAVE A CHILD? AND WE WOULD ACCUMULATE ALL OF THIS UNBELIEF THROUGH ALL OF THESE SOURCES THAT SAYS, NO, IT'S NOT POSSIBLE. AND THEN WE'D GO BACK AND SAY, BUT GOD, every, EVERYTHING I'VE STUDIED, EVERYTHING I'VE READ, EVERYTHING THAT PEOPLE HAVE TOLD ME, IT'S IMPOSSIBLE. GOD, ARE YOU SURE? AND OF COURSE, HE'S GOING TO SAY YES. AND THEN YOU WOULD STRUGGLE AND SAY, GOD, WHY IS IT SO HARD TO BELIEVE YOU? IT WAS SO HARD BECAUSE YOU ENTERTAINED ALL OF THESE OTHER THINGS. 
BUT I BELIEVE ONE OF THE REASONS THAT GOD GAVE THESE TWO EXAMPLES TO ABRAHAM ABOUT YOUR SEED IS GOING TO BE AS NUMEROUS AS THE STARS IN THE SKY OR AS NUMEROUS AS THE GRAINS OF SAND ON THE SEASHORE. I THINK ONE OF THE REASONS GOD GAVE THAT ILLUSTRATION TO ABRAHAM WAS BECAUSE OF HIS IMAGINATION. BECAUSE EVERY SINGLE DAY, HE he DIDN'T HAVE BOOTS LIKE I HAVE. HE HAD SANDALS. HE WALKED THROUGH DESERTS. HE GOT HIS FEET DIRTY. AND EVERY DAY, HE HAD TO DEAL WITH SAND ON HIS FEET. HE SAW IT EVERY SINGLE DAY. AND AT NIGHT, HE DIDN'T LIVE IN A HOUSE THE WAY THAT I DO. DIDN'T HAVE ARTIFICIAL LIGHT. THEY LIVED IN A a TENT, AND I'M SURE THEY SPENT LOTS OF TIME OUTSIDE, ESPECIALLY WITH THE HEAT. AND SO EVERY NIGHT, HE SAW THE STARS. EVERY DAY, HE SAW THE SAND. DAY AND NIGHT, HE WAS MEDITATING ON THE PROMISE OF GOD. SO SHALL YOUR SEED BE. GOD GAVE HIM THOSE ILLUSTRATIONS BECAUSE IT QUICKENED HIS IMAGINATION. AND EVERY DAY HE WAS REMINDED, AND FOR 26 YEARS, DAY AND NIGHT, HE HAD BEEN THINKING, MY CHILDREN ARE GOING TO BE AS NUMEROUS AS THE STARS IN THE SKY, THE GRAINS OF SAND ON THE SEASHORE. IT QUICKENED HIS IMAGINATION, AND BECAUSE OF THAT, THIS DOESN'T SAY THAT ABRAHAM WENT AND CHECKED OUT THINGS. MATTER OF FACT, LET ME JUST CONTINUE TO READ IN VERSE 19, THE NEXT VERSE, IT SAYS, AND BEING NOT WEAK IN FAITH, HE CONSIDERED NOT HIS OWN BODY NOW DEAD WHEN HE WAS ABOUT A HUNDRED YEARS OLD, NEITHER YET THE DEADNESS OF SARAH'S WOMB. AGAIN, WHAT WOULD WE HAVE DONE? WE'D HAVE GONE AND BEEN CHECKED OUT BY THE DOCTOR. WE'D HAVE GONE ON THE INTERNET. IS IT POSSIBLE? WE WOULD HAVE LOOKED AT ALL OF THESE THINGS THAT MINISTERED UNBELIEF TO US, BUT IT SAYS THAT HE CONSIDERED NOT. THE WORD CONSIDER, ACCORDING TO THE DICTIONARY, MEANS TO STUDY, PONDER, DELIBERATE, EXAMINE, THINK UPON, OR I BELIEVE A BIBLICAL WORD IS MEDITATE. HE WASN'T SEEN AND IMAGINING. HE NEVER IMAGINED HIS AGE ENTERING INTO THIS THING. AND I KNOW SOME PEOPLE THINK, HOW COULD YOU DO THAT? BECAUSE FOR 26 YEARS, EVERY DAY, HE HAD BEEN LOOKING AT THESE THINGS. DID YOU KNOW HIS NAME USED TO BE ABRAM, WHICH MEANT EXALTED FATHER. BUT GOD, WHEN HE CAME TO HIM, HE CALLED HIM ABRAHAM. MATTER OF FACT, IF YOU BACK UP INTO VERSE 17 IN THIS ROMANS CHAPTER 4, IT'S TALKING ABOUT THIS VERY THING. IT SAYS IN VERSE 17, AS IT IS WRITTEN, I HAVE MADE THEE A FATHER OF MANY NATIONS BEFORE WHOM HE BELIEVED, EVEN GOD, WHO QUICKENETH THE DEAD AND CALLETH THOSE THINGS WHICH BE NOT AS THOUGH THEY WERE. IF YOU GO BACK AND PUT ALL OF THIS IN its CONTEXT, GOD CHANGED ABRAM'S NAME FROM ABRAM, WHICH MEANT EXALTED FATHER, TO ABRAHAM, WHICH MEANT FATHER OF A MULTITUDE. AND FOR 26 YEARS, ABRAHAM WENT AROUND SAYING, I'M THE FATHER OF A MULTITUDE, WHEN HE DIDN'T EVEN HAVE A CHILD. HE HAD BEEN SAYING IT. HE HAD BEEN SEEING IT AT NIGHT, SEEING IT DURING THE DAY. HE HAD BEEN SPEAKING IT OUT OF HIS MOUTH. AND BECAUSE OF IT, HE HAD IT ALREADY IN HIS IMAGINATION. HE ALREADY HAD ISAAC. AND AGAIN, SOME PEOPLE STRUGGLE WITH THIS BECAUSE THIS IS SO FAR REMOVED FROM WHERE THEY ARE, BUT THIS IS THE WAY WE'RE SUPPOSED TO BE OPERATING. WE ARE SUPPOSED TO BE ABLE TO SEE THINGS WITH OUR HEART THAT YOU CAN'T SEE WITH YOUR EYES. YOU'RE SUPPOSED TO BE ABLE TO GRASP IT AND SAY, IT'S MINE. I'VE GOT IT. IT'S COMING TO PASS. I WILL SEE IT IN THE PHYSICAL. I'VE TOLD PEOPLE THIS MANY, MANY TIMES. WHEN I STARTED TALKING ABOUT BUILDING ALL THESE BUILDINGS, I HAD A LOT OF PEOPLE CRITICIZE ME, SAY YOU CAN'T DO IT. 
And I remember telling lots of people, I said, you hide and watch. I said, I've already got it. I've got it in my heart. It's just a matter of time until I see it with my eyes. I believe with all of my heart that that's what Abraham was. It says he did not consider, study, ponder, deliberate, examine, think upon, meditate. He never envisioned himself being unable to have a child because he had a promise from God. And it didn't matter if he was 100 years old and if his wife was 91 years old and it had ceased to be with her after the manner of women. That was not a factor. He was focused on the promise, so shall your seed be. And because of that, it came to pass. It goes on to say, He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God, being fully persuaded that what He had promised, He was able also to perform, and therefore it was imputed unto Him for righteousness. I'm telling you, this is a model for how we receive from God. Abraham and Sarah, it also talks about Sarah over in Hebrews chapter 11, that Sarah also herself believed and received strength in order to be able to conceive. So it wasn't only Abraham, but his wife Sarah too, she also believed. And they had already received this child of promise long before he was ever conceived in the natural. They conceived it in the spiritual. And this is an illustration of what I'm trying to say is people want to see something happen in the physical, but they don't understand that you have to conceive it in the spiritual, in your imagination. That's where your conception takes place. And you've got to be able to do that. The only way you're going to receive from God, if you don't conceive it by the process that I'm describing here to where you Take the Word of God and meditate on it. Let it be an incorruptible seed and you plant it in your spiritual womb, in your imagination, and then give it time to come to birth. If you don't do it that way, the only way you're ever going to receive a miracle from God is to run to somebody else who has done it for you, who they've conceived it, they've been spending time in the Word, They've seen themselves laying hands on the sick and seeing them recover. And you might be able to receive your miracle through them. And that's the only exception to this. And sad to say, that was never the way God intended it to be. God knows that we're all at different stages of growth. And so, if the only way for you to receive from Him was to conceive it in your imagination and then give birth to it later, if that was the only way to receive, then people who got born again today and only had a week to live would die before they had time to conceive it and bring it to term and give birth to their miracle. And because of that, God has put some people in the body of Christ that have special giftings, people with the gift of faith, the gifts of healing, the gift of miracles, and those people do get other people healed off of their anointing. Now, I could give a lot more explanation to it, but in a, in, in a nutshell, that's, that's true. It does happen. And so that God does that because people that just get born again today, and if it takes them a year to get this process going, there would be no hope for them. So God has given a second way of receiving through somebody else, an intercessor standing and praying for you. And that does happen, and praise God for it. But it was never meant to be the normal because you aren't guaranteed that you're always going to have somebody else around to provide you with your miracle. 
IF YOU NEED IT, WELL, THEN PRAISE GOD, SEEK PEOPLE OUT LIKE THAT, BUT I'M SAYING THAT THAT IS NOT NECESSARY IF YOU WOULD JUST TAKE THE WORD OF GOD AND IF YOU WOULD CONCEIVE AND LET IT GERMINATE ON THE INSIDE OF YOU, YOU COULD GIVE BIRTH TO IT. AND THAT'S WHAT ABRAHAM AND SARAH DID. THEY DIDN'T HAVE SOMEBODY ELSE. THEY DIDN'T ADOPT THIS CHILD FROM SOMEBODY ELSE. THEY GOT IT DIRECT FROM GOD AND THEY CONCEIVED IT LONG BEFORE THEY PHYSICALLY CONCEIVED IT AND GAVE BIRTH. AND THEN, LET ME TURN OVER AND READ THESE PASSAGES OUT OF THE BOOK OF HEBREWS. AFTER ISAAC, THEIR SON THAT WAS MIRACULOUSLY CONCEIVED, HE WAS, uh, WE DON'T KNOW EXACTLY HOW OLD HE IS, BUT I'VE READ A LOT OF COMMENTARIES. MOST PEOPLE BELIEVE HE WAS AROUND 17 TO 20 YEARS OLD. THAT WOULD HAVE MADE ABRAHAM SOMEWHERE AROUND 117 TO 120 YEARS OLD. AND GOD CAME TO ABRAHAM AND TOLD HIM TO GO TO THE LAND OF MORIAH ON THE EXACT SPOT WHERE THE TEMPLE STOOD in, IN JERUSALEM AND OFFER HIS SON UP AS A SACRIFICE. AND AGAIN, MOST PEOPLE THINK THAT ABRAHAM PROBABLY JUST STRUGGLED WITH THIS AND WENT THROUGH TERRIBLE AGONY. I SAW a, a BIBLICAL MOVIE ONE TIME THAT SHOWED ABRAHAM HITTING HIS FIST AGAINST THE WALL AND CRYING, OH, GOD, NO, ANYTHING BUT ISAAC. AND THAT'S THE WAY THAT MOST OF US WOULD HAVE RESPONDED, SO THAT'S THE WAY PEOPLE IMAGINE THAT IT WAS. BUT IN THE SCRIPTURE, LET ME READ TO YOU WHAT HAPPENED RIGHT HERE. IT SAYS IN HEBREWS CHAPTER 11 AND IN VERSE 17, IT SAYS, BY FAITH ABRAHAM, WHEN HE WAS TRIED, OFFERED UP ISAAC, AND HE THAT HAD RECEIVED THE PROMISES OFFERED UP HIS ONLY BEGOTTEN SON, OF WHOM IT WAS SAID THAT IN ISAAC SHALL THY SEED BE CALLED. SO THIS IS TALKING ABOUT THE EXACT THING I'VE JUST DESCRIBED TO YOU. IT'S RECORDED IN GENESIS CHAPTER 22. AND HERE'S WHAT HE WAS THINKING IN, in VERSE 19, HEBREWS 11:19, ACCOUNTING THAT GOD WAS ABLE TO RAISE HIM UP, TALKING ABOUT ISAAC, THAT GOD WAS ABLE TO RAISE UP ISAAC EVEN FROM THE DEAD, FROM WHENCE ALSO HE RECEIVED HIM IN A FIGURE. SO THIS TELLS YOU WHEN HE WAS TRIED, HOW DID HE RESPOND TO THIS? YOU KNOW, I'VE ACTUALLY TAKEN THE NEW TESTAMENT SCRIPTURE, 2 CORINTHIANS CHAPTER 3, SAYS THAT WHAT WE HAVE IS FAR GREATER THAN WHAT ANY OF THE OLD TESTAMENT PEOPLE HAD. That THE GLORY THAT THEY HAD, IT DOESN'T EVEN HAVE ANY GLORY COMPARED TO WHAT WE HAVE. WHAT WE HAVE IS BETTER THAN WHAT THEY HAD. AND SO THEREFORE, WE SHOULD BE ABLE TO BELIEVE AND SEE THINGS COME TO PASS EVEN BETTER THAN WHAT THEY DID. SO BASED ON THAT REASONING, I'VE ACTUALLY LOOKED AT ABRAHAM, AND WHEN GOD TOLD HIM TO OFFER UP ONE OF HIS SONS AS A SACRIFICE, I THOUGHT, GOD, COULD I HAVE DONE THAT? AND I TRIED WITH MY IMAGINATION TO SEE WOULD I, YOU KNOW, AND I WAS TRYING TO BE HONEST. COULD I HONESTLY SAY THAT IF GOD TOLD ME TO, I WOULD SACRIFICE ONE OF MY SONS? YOU KNOW, I'M REACHING PEOPLE ALL AROUND THE WORLD, AND THERE'S ALL KINDS OF uh, PEOPLE AT DIFFERENT LEVELS. LET ME JUST SAY THAT GOD WOULD NEVER ASK US TO DO THAT. THIS IS A DIFFERENT COVENANT. THAT WAS A DIFFERENT DAY. I'M NOT GOING TO EXPLAIN THAT ANY FURTHER, BUT NO, THIS IS NOT SOMETHING GOD WOULD EVER ASK US. BUT WOULD I HAVE BEEN WILLING TO HAVE DONE WHAT ABRAHAM DID. AND AS I TRIED TO IMAGINE IT, YOU KNOW WHAT I DID? I ACTUALLY IMAGINED WHAT IT WOULD BE LIKE TO BIND YOUR SON, TO LAY HIM ON THE ALTAR, ON TOP OF STICKS THAT YOU WERE GOING TO SET FIRE TO, AND RAISE UP A KNIFE AND GET READY TO STAB YOUR SON. AND I JUST COULD NOT SEE MYSELF DOING THAT. AND I WAS THINKING ABOUT, WHAT WOULD I DO? GO BACK AND TELL JAMIE THAT I KILLED ONE OF OUR SONS WHEN SHE SAYS, WELL, WHERE'S JOSHUA OR WHERE'S PETER? I'D SAY, WELL, GOD TOLD ME TO SACRIFICE. I IMAGINED 
WHAT THAT WOULD BE LIKE. AND DID YOU KNOW WHAT? BECAUSE I COULDN'T IMAGINE IT, I COULDN'T SEE MYSELF DOING IT, I JUST FELT LIKE, GOD, I DON'T KNOW HOW ABRAHAM DID THAT. AND THEN I READ THIS. HERE'S WHAT, here's what uh, ABRAHAM WAS IMAGINING. IT SAYS THAT HE ACCOUNTED THAT GOD WAS ABLE TO RAISE HIM UP FROM THE DEAD, FROM WHENCE ALSO HE RECEIVED HIM IN A FIGURE. IN OTHER WORDS, ABRAHAM, JUST LIKE WHEN HE WAS TOLD THAT YOU'RE GOING TO HAVE A CHILD THIS NEXT YEAR, IT SAYS HE CONSIDERED NOT HIS OWN BODY NOW DEAD, NOR YET THE DEADNESS OF SARAH'S WOMB. RIGHT HERE WHEN HE WAS ASKED TO OFFER UP ISAAC AS A SACRIFICE, HE KNEW THAT ISAAC WAS THIS PROMISED CHILD THAT HE HAD BEEN WAITING FOR FOR DECADES, AND GOD HAD PROMISED HIM THAT THROUGH ISAAC, HIS CHILDREN WOULD BE AS NUMEROUS AS THE STARS IN THE SKY OR THE GRAINS OF SAND ON THE SEASHORE. THAT HADN'T HAPPENED YET. ISAAC WASN'T EVEN MARRIED. HE HADN'T HAD ANY CHILDREN AT THIS TIME. AND SO, FOR GOD'S PROMISE THAT BROUGHT ISAAC INTO BEING IN THE FIRST PLACE, FOR GOD'S PROMISE TO COME TO PASS, ABRAHAM KNEW HE HAD TO LIVE. AND SO HE FIGURED THAT GOD WAS GOING TO RAISE HIM FROM THE DEAD IF HE HAD TO. ABRAHAM NEVER SAW HIMSELF GOING BACK AND TELLING SARAH THAT HE HAD SACRIFICED THEIR ONLY SON. HE NEVER SAW ISAAC DEAD. HE SAW ISAAC LIVING. THAT'S WHAT WAS IN HIS IMAGINATION. YOU CAN'T BE TEMPTED WITH SOMETHING THAT YOU DON'T THINK, SOMETHING THAT YOU DON'T CONCEIVE IN YOUR IMAGINATION. IF YOU COMMIT ADULTERY, YOU FIRST OF ALL HAD TO HAVE DONE IT IN YOUR HEART. YOU MAY NOT HAVE DONE IT WITH THAT PERSON, BUT YOU HAD TO HAVE in ENTERTAINED THE THOUGHT OF ADULTERY. YOU HAD TO THINK ABOUT IT. YOU CAN'T LIE. YOU CAN'T STEAL. YOU CAN'T COMMIT MURDER. YOU CAN'T DO ANYTHING THAT YOU HAVEN'T ALREADY DONE IN YOUR HEART. AND I COULD PROVE THAT FROM uh, HEBREWS 11:15. I HAVEN'T GOT TIME ON TODAY'S PROGRAM, BUT I GOT AN ENTIRE TEACHING ON THAT. BUT ABRAHAM, IN HIS HEART, HE NEVER SAW ISAAC DEAD. AND BECAUSE OF IT, I DON'T BELIEVE HE DID BEAT HIS FIST AGAINST A WALL. I DON'T BELIEVE HE DID CRY OUT TO GOD AND TELL GOD THAT THIS WAS UNFAIR. I BELIEVE THAT HE NEVER THOUGHT, HE NEVER SAW ISAAC DEAD BECAUSE HE SAW THE PROMISES. HE WAS BASING HIS FAITH ON THAT. HE HAD CONCEIVED IT. IT WAS IN HIS IMAGINATION SO STRONG THAT THERE WAS NO BACK UP OR NO QUITTING. YOU KNOW, I CAN SAY THAT TO A DEGREE. IN MY LIFE. I'M NOT SAYING THAT I'VE ARRIVED AT THE SAME PLACE THAT ABRAHAM WAS, BUT I CAN SAY I'VE LEFT FROM WHERE I USED TO BE, AND I HAVE STOOD AND I HAVE SEEN THINGS COME TO PASS WHEN THERE WAS NO HOPE. WHEN MY OWN SON DIED, AND they, HE'D BEEN DEAD FOR OVER FOUR HOURS, IN THE NATURAL, EVEN IF HE CAME BACK TO LIFE, IT WOULD BE BRAIN DEAD. THERE'D BE BRAIN INJURY. BUT YOU KNOW WHAT? I JUST KNEW IT. I SAW IT. I KNEW, AND I TOLD MY WIFE, I SAID, THIS IS GOING TO BE THE GREATEST MIRACLE WE'VE EVER SEEN. AND SURE ENOUGH, WHEN WE GOT INTO TOWN, HE HAD SAT UP AND STARTED TALKING, AND HE'S TOTALLY NORMAL TODAY, DOESN'T HAVE ANY BRAIN DAMAGE AT ALL. I TELL YOU WHAT, I CAN RELATE TO THIS. I MAY NOT BE EXACTLY WHERE ABRAHAM WAS, BUT I'M HEADING IN THAT DIRECTION, AND YOU CAN BE TOO. I TELL YOU, I'M OUT OF TIME, BUT I WILL CONTINUE THIS NEXT WEEK. Uh, THIS IS MY NEW BOOK ON THE POWER OF IMAGINATION. I PROMISE YOU IT'S A GAME CHANGER. IT WOULD BLESS YOU. I'VE GOT DVDs AND A CD SET, AND I ENCOURAGE YOU TO LISTEN TO OUR ANNOUNCER. HE'S GOING TO GIVE YOU ALL THE INFORMATION ABOUT HOW TO RECEIVE THIS PRODUCT. AND PLEASE CALL OR WRITE TODAY. 
Learn how to put your imagination to work for you when you get Andrew's brand new book titled, The Power of Imagination. This book is available for a gift of any amount when you contact us. This new series on the power of imagination is also available as a CD or DVD album recorded live from a Gospel Truth seminar or in a DVD album made from our daily television broadcast. Each are available for a gift of any amount when you contact us. I'd really like to encourage you to get these products. This is my brand new book on the power of imagination. And I tell you, I've mentioned this in a number of different teachings, but this is the first time I've just taught specifically on imagination. This is a deal changer. It's a game changer. And it would really bless you. We also have DVDs. This was taken from a live session. And then I have DVDs that were taken from our television program. And then we have CDs that were taken from one of my meetings. So we've got a number of different ways of you taking advantage of this, but I promise you this teaching is something that not very many, I've never heard anybody else teach on this, and I believe it would really change your life. It has totally revolutionized my, my life, so please listen to our announcer and call and receive these materials. These valuable resources are also available in the Power of Imagination package. This package includes Andrew's brand new book, as well as your choice of the CD or the As Seen on TV DVD album. The Power of Imagination package has a catalog value of $50, but you can get it today for a gift of only $35. Go to awmi.net to see all the ways you can get this teaching. For those of you who would like to be partners with us, we've got a lot of things going on, and the thing that right now that the Lord has really laid on my heart is to get our parking garage paid off as quickly as possible. We actually have a $23 million loan on that 1,022 space parking garage. It's five stories tall, and I tell you, it is such a blessing. We are using it. It's a godsend, but we need to get it paid off. And the Lord laid on my heart to just ask for 23,000 people to give $1,000. And I know that that's a lot of money for some people, for other people. It's not a problem, but you know, if you gave $100 a month for 10 months, it would only take 10 months for us to come up with that. And if we get this paid off within just the next few months, I'll save nearly $7 million in interest. And if the Lord has led you to join with us, we have what we call a 1K club, and you can contact us. We have the number on your screen. Let somebody know about it, because we need to designate this money towards that. But we believe that we're getting our parking garage paid off quickly and thank you for being a part of this. Join with Andrew and become part of the 1K Club today by going to awmi.net or calling our helpline at 719-635-1111. Before you were even formed in your mother's womb, God already had determined a purpose for your life, a God-given purpose. God has a purpose to train you in what you're called to do, and I tell you, Karis Bible College is the place for that. Man, if you want a life change, come to Karis. Come on to Karis! The next two to three years could be the most powerful time of your life 
you sit under the Word for four hours a day, for five days a week, for two or three years, I guarantee you, you are going to have God speak to you and start revealing purpose to you. Every one of you are created for a purpose. Do you know what that purpose is? We've got a brand new feature. If you aren't watching at the time your favorite program comes on, you can go back and get whatever you want to see on demand. It's a great new feature. Check it out at gospeltruth.tv.